Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody, it's Julie, and I'm so glad you're here on the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we have fun talking crunchy granola living and all things green and growing that God gave us. Special thanks to Julie Naturally, the sponsor of today's show. You can visit her at julienaturally.com and click on Holistic Health to get your free Healthy Habits Tracker. Today, we're going to talk about fighting allergies naturally. I know this is the episode that you've been waiting for. How do you use herbs and essential oils to help you with your seasonal allergies? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I just want to remind you that before we get going, all of the information shared is for educational purposes only. Um, Our discussion about historical and personal uses of herbs and essential oils is not medical advice. So please don't hear me as though I'm giving you personal medical advice and it is not intended to replace any medical advice that you've received. Uh, And just remember, herbs and oils aren't cures. They provide your body with the necessary things to enable your body to heal itself. So that's how that works. It works with food and habits to enable your body to heal itself. Um, So uh, just remember, herbs and oils are part of that holistic approach to wellness. Um, Today, we're going to talk about just a few of those herbs and oils. There are so many herbs that can help with seasonal allergy symptoms and help your body to heal from the damage that has occurred from eating things and doing things that aren't really so healthy, maybe. So I do also want to tell you that uh, the, recomm- the, the things that I talk about um, with regards to herbs and oils are for um, people over the age of 12, Uh, Please use caution when it comes to children. If you decide that you would like to try any of these things for yourself, Um, generally speaking, children under the age of five don't usually show seasonal allergy symptoms unless there's something else going on. So I would really, really stress that um, you consider other things that may be going on with your child if they're three or four years old and um, suffering from severe seasonal allergies. Usually it is something going on with food allergies, as we talked about in the episode on diet and allergies, um, and address those things first. 
Um, many of the herbal and essential oil remedies can be used with children over the age of um, over the age of five or six years old. Um, but remember, uh, there's no claims that any of these things are um, cures. Um, they've just been used that way by other people and by myself uh, to help the body overcome seasonal allergies. So the first herb that we're going to talk about is nettles. Now, a lot of you may have heard of nettles as uh, a herb that is commonly used to help with seasonal allergy symptoms. Nettles can be found all over the world, and they tend to live in wooded areas. The part that's used most often are the leaves, even though the leaves are covered with uh, spines that have venom, so they're poisonous. <laughs> um, not to the extent that they would uh, kill you, but it will cause a great deal of skin irritation if you try to pick nettles and you don't have um, some kind of gloves on. But uh, it, you can inactivate the, uh, the toxin by cooking. And, uh, and also, interestingly enough, with nettles, the antidote is in the plant itself. So it both produces the toxin and it also provides the antidote. So the toxin is produced in the leaves and the spines, the spine hairs, and, but the juice from the stalks in the plant uh, provides the antidote. Isn't that awesome? I mean, God is so, is so awesome at how he does that. And another interesting thing is that uh, yellow dock, which often grows very close, yellow dock, prairie dock, uh, the docks um, that grow very close, um, two nettles also have the antidote. So it, it's just really, I, I love that when, when those kinds of things happen. Uh, so you can look for that plant nearby. And, um, if you do suffer from the getting pricked by the spines and get the rash, um, if you choose to go out and wild gather, uh, wild harvest this plant, um, you can look for that nearby, and um, and that all will provide um, the antidote also. But people do cook the leaves and eat them as like a salad green, uh, almost like spinach or something like that. Um, but they are most often made into a tea or an inf or a um, or an extract. Uh, I, I, I have some interesting historical uh, tales to tell you about this an, in, a very unusual use of this plant. Um, so the poet Campbell, complaining of the little attention paid to the nettle in England, tells us that in Scotland, this is him talking, I have eaten nettles, I have slept in nettle sheets, I have dined off of a nettle tablecloth. The young and tender nettle is an excellent pot herb, as we mentioned. 
The stalks of the old nettle are as good as flax for making cloth. Wow. <laughs> I have heard my mother say that she thought nettle cloth was more durable than any other species of linen. And when Germany and Austria ran short of cotton during the war, the value of the nettle as a substitute for cotton was at once recognized and the two ordinary species of nettle were used as textiles during the war. Can you believe it? So not only is it a great herb for medicinal uses, but it's also um, good for just eating and also for making fabric out of. I, I, that's unbelievable. It's, it, it's just such a versatile, wonderful plant. So it's used because it has astringent properties. Astringent means that it like dries things up. Um, and it also has anti-asthmatic properties. So it tends to dry up mucus and improve airflow and it's very widely available. As I said, you can go out and wild harvest it. So unlike some of the other herbs that are commonly used, um, which some of which can only be found in China. So um, that's a great uh, plant that you can use. Another one is horseradish. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because it's commonly found in most grocery stores. It, it has a, a very, uh, very strong action on the nasal passages and the sinuses. So, you, you know, you grate that up and it's commonly used as a condiment, and if you've had any of that, you can feel the effects of that almost instantly. It, it really, like, woof, uh, just the, the aroma of it, the, the oils from it just go right up into your nose and sinus and um, really clears everything out. Uh, but because it has such a strong action, I, I, I wouldn't recommend using that uh, a lot, and I wouldn't use it with children either. Um, the next thing is reishi mushroom. So this mushroom is commonly found in China and has been used for more than 2,000 years. It's often called the queen of mushrooms. Can you believe that? The queen of mushrooms. It has many, many different effects on the body, including longevity and um, anti-aging and other kinds of things. But when we're talking about allergies, it works by boosting and stabilizing the immune system. And it inhibits histamines in your body. So it helps to keep, keep your body from overreacting and producing all those histamines, making you sneezing and sneezing and sneezing all the time. So that's um, that's very helpful. Um, the next herb is astragalus. And in astragalus, we use the root. And this herb, again, is used a lot in China. It's very well known to the Chinese. And that is prepared as something called a decoction. Um, a decoction is kind of like a tea, but 
you are, um, instead of steeping leaves uh, and flowers, you are putting the root in the water and you're, you're, bo you're simmering it uh, for a long period of time because roots, of course, are tough and you can't just, you know, dip the root in hot water and expect uh, the medicinal properties to leach out into the water. So you have to simmer the root for a while to get all of the medicine out of it. So it's prepared as a decoction and it's often paired with other uh, plants such as marshmallow, which we'll talk about next. But it has a lot of tonic effects on the immune system and vital organs, such as the lungs and the kidneys, the blood, things like that. It has been shown to have anti-inflammatory, soothing, and repairing properties. A study that was published in 2010 in the journal Phytotherapy Research uh, showed that a herbal supplement that contained astragalus and some other minerals, but astragalus was the active herb in the supplement, um, that this supplement significantly decreased seasonal allergy symptoms compared to placebo. It, um, and that's because of its balancing effect on the immune system. And the last thing we're going to talk about uh, in, for the herbs is we're going to talk about marshmallow. So marshmallow is found throughout the United States and, and Europe along the marshes and banks. That's why it's called marshmallow. There are other kinds of mallows also. And no, it's not the puffy white, <laughs> the puffy white sweet pillow uh, treat that we like to eat. Real marshmallow is very different, but it, it is very uh, mucilaginous. Try saying that 20 times, right? Mucilaginous, um, meaning that it, it does have kind of that, um, like, uh, that, that feel of, of uh, like a covering, like a, a, mucusy kind of soothing um, covering. It has it has that kind of feel um, about it, and it it its use goes as far back as the Romans. So it goes back pretty far too, just like the reishi mushroom. Uh, and most parts of the plant can be used, but the one that's used most is the root. And again, it also is made into a decoction. And it's, it's rather pleasant tasting. It's not too bad. And if you combine it with the astragalus, it, uh, it has a really nice, soothing, calming effect on the immune system. And it helps to soothe the irritated nose and throat of a person suffering from allergies. It's, it's very nice. And the marshmallow is more available than the reishi mushroom or astragalus, of course. And, um, you know, unless you're going to get those things from the natural food store, of course. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about the essential oils. And I'm not going to talk a lot about the oils because I have a freebie for you. 
that you can get by going to the show notes at crunchychristianpodcast.com. And the freebie has a whole list of essential oils and what they do in the body and how they can help you fight allergies. So um, we're just going to talk about the top three a little bit. And these are uh, especially the peppermint and chamomile, but all three are um, safe for kids who are over the age of six. So most kids and young people can use this and um, of course you don't take it internally. So the three main essential oils that are used uh, for seasonal allergies are peppermint, chamomile, and newly. That's spelled N-I-A-O-U-L-I, newly. Um, and uh, those used in combination are very effective at um, keeping the seasonal allergy symptoms at bay. So you just inhale that uh, or you can diffuse it in the air and, um, and those, they help to um, soothe the nasal passages, help to clear up and dry up the mucus, and help to um, boost the immune system and, and calm it and, and balance things in there also. A lot like the herbs. So you, know, you can use these things together and they just help each other. They work synergistically. So if you have the diet and some of the, the household things that we talked about in the previous episodes, and using um, some of these uh, herbs and oils, you have a, f- a full um, program of taking care of this naturally without having to uh, take medications. Uh, and the reason why we might like to try doing this instead of the medications is that uh, I found in my personal journey that Sometimes you have to keep taking the medications year after year after year and in stronger and stronger doses. And they work by suppressing the immune system instead of supporting it and balancing it and building it up. Um, As I had mentioned uh, a few episodes ago, I ended up getting a sinus infection every year from uh, using um, medications. So... um, Think about whether this might be something, you know, that you might like to offer to your body to help it to heal from allergic reactions to the seasonal pollens and uh, other things floating around. So make sure you go to the show notes and get your free essential oils uh, for allergies um, report and that's all we're going to talk about today. Um, Next week will be the last episode on the seasonal allergies, and we're going to talk about natural antihistamines and how to reduce inflammation in other ways. Um, Don't forget to get your healthy habits tracker as well by going to julienaturally.com. And I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at Julie Naturally. Bye for now. I hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. 
hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.